0: Welcome to Life Karma. Here. Sam Bracken here. What it
1: is ain't exactly clear. Such great a great song.
0: Man, with a gun over there. A telling me I got to beware. I think it's time we stop, stop. children. What's that sound? Everybody, look what's going on.
1: Man, I wish you could have seen my boys' faces when I described to them what happened at Kent State University and then played that song for them. Oh, it probably freaked them. Uh, and then I showed them pictures. Oh, my gosh. Can you, I mean, it was, you could tell what was going through their heads was the same thing that went through my as I, I sat there and told them, hey, history is repeating itself, bad things happening to innocent people, and music will come out of it. There'll be music. There already is, but there'll be things that remind us of those i mean that was before i was born <clears throat> yeah it was that was a ways back yeah i still have the life magazine from uh on the cover of life the kent state student sitting there dead with a woman with her arms like raised to the side over him oh my gosh i mean i, I mean we had national guard firing live bullets into Peaceful protesting college students. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's a lot different than the protest we have going on now. Right. So, anyways, Buffalo Springfield's that song. If you guys haven't heard, I don't know how. I it's don't know how you ancient could, song. Yeah, if you haven't watched the movie about Vietnam, without that song, <laughs> that song's in every Vietnam movie yeah. with Vietnam. Yeah, that's true. Vietnam. I could talk hours about Vietnam just in and of itself, but. Anyways, how was your week?
0: It was good. We celebrated Miss Kim's uh, 18th birthday last, uh, <laughs> yesterday. Eight, 18. She was holding her grandson. I put a picture on Facebook, but I haven't told her because I'd piss her off. She's had like 200 likes. She can't even drink yet. I know. <laughs> <laughs> she's only 18.
1: And grandson.
0: Yeah, she has a grandson. That's she's amazing. She's old and she's 18. Yeah, so something's wrong with that. I just can't either, tell her she's fine. her real age. Is, no, no. She does look young for her age. Absolutely. She looks, not 18, but she looks like she's in her 30s. Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: She's got energy like 18. Oh, absolutely. Until like 9 (laughs) p.m. And then she just goes, just (laughs) shuts down. Just switch goes off. Click. I don't know if it's been rough for you, but it's rough adjusting back to work. Getting back at it. Getting like hard back at it.
0: Well, you know. Got to so make the money. Make the money. Yeah. Got to oh, create affluence. Affluence. Creating affluence. You got to serve the goddess of knowledge. You do. Because do. you need to make the goddess, goddess of
1: affluence, jealous, so she throws money at you and to I, try to get your attention. Yeah. And I gave, I bought four copies of Affluence by Deepak Chopra and handed it out to four very specific people. Were any of them
0: in your family? No. Oh, okay.
1: No. You have. You can only give knowledge to people that are ready. Yeah. For the knowledge.
0: Yeah, because if they're not ready. They're not ready. Well, I've read that book three times so far, and I'm I have my sure own copy.
1: I'm sure you have. And I've absorbed every bit of that thing. I, listen, I dig that book. I read it, and then I listened to it again on Sunday, and I listened to it again today. So here's the thing with that book. Um,
0: in the search for knowledge for me, I found out how big my ego is. Oh, that's interesting. I'm like, oh. Oh. I got to work on the ego thing. And then I went back to that first day we met and I'm like puffed up and telling, and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I am such an idiot. Like, why do I have to just be like all that in a bag of chips when I could just, I just, I just need your, to be peace with myself and my achievements. I just need to
1: relax. Yeah, but is your, is your quote unquote ego ego, is it kind of like a wall that you put up to see if people are tough enough to get through?
0: I don't think so i think if i I, let me tell you what i think ego is i think ego raises up when you're fear when you're afraid you're uncertain and you have limitations and and uh, you throw up ego to compensate for the fear Mm -hmm. most people who have huge egos are just afraid of being insignificant turds and they're just and they throw that up to compensate so i've never seen you like that i know but I mean, you, That's you, you have don't. You haven't. And you're yeah. like,
1: but you don't nursing. You
0: throw it up, dude. That like not like the first time we met. Yeah, but that wasn't too.
1: That was uh, that was a rite of passage,
0: was it? Okay. I, I feel like that
1: was a rite of passage. You'll move on this street. I was gonna see. We're gonna see. Oh my god. We're gonna see. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I feel really bad for the next person that moves on our street because I don't want to do it to them.
0: You're just gonna pass on the glory
1: back. Yeah, I'm to, I'm you're gonna just gonna, be gonna... like.
0: You're just going to say, Sam did it to me, so I'm going to do it to something else. Yeah. (laughs) Who the fuck are you? Well, I hear your neighbors are putting a pickleball court in. Oh, my gosh. Costs like 30 grand for a pickleball court. Dude, our neighborhood has like 14 of them, like a mile away. Why don't you put a pool in your backyard? That's half a pool, 30 grand. I know. And Emily really wants to. Oh, yeah, get a pool? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sure she does. Yeah. But make sure all your kids can swim. I don't play enough pickleball. I don't play any pickleball. That's what I got Kim for, for her birthday, at pickleball set. Have you played before? Never. I played a lot of racquetball. Yeah. A lot of, I played tennis, but never played pickleball.
1: Pickleball is interesting. I just don't see me loving it enough to put in my backyard. No. Well, you
0: have sort of a quasi-pickleball court. You have a basketball court.
1: Yeah, you can play pickleball. Just put, a paint just, put a
0: paint. just paint a pickleball court on there. Well, they do
1: play, um, what's it called? Like soccer ball or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, so you already have,
1: you, you yeah. don't need one. I'm just like, whatever. whatever. I don't know. Whatever. 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 People like different things. They do. So people that have not read Deepak Chopra's book, Affluence, don't read it because money will come your way. And we don't want that for you because we don't want everyone to be affluent.
0: We only want us to be. We only want to create us. affluence for us. Only but that's ego. not in itself. Is anti, it's anti Deepak. Mm-hmm. The book, just what we're saying right there. I know.
1: It's it just, just felt, The book's not telling you to do that. It just that. felt funny, but it didn't come out funny. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like oh it was going to be God. super funny, and then it just felt it evil. Just, <laughs> it just felt it like just fell flat. really <laughs> evil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're a selfish a-hole. <laughs> yes, exactly. I had somebody, oh I had somebody come to me at a soccer <laughs> trial and be like, hey, no no such thing as a free lunch. Despite the free lunch. I'm like... Ooh, Ooh, we get some listeners. You listened. Hey it was a good podcast. That last was a good time. one. I good think one. it was
0: good. It was it was a very good bit. This one's gonna despise be about Despise it. Despise the free lunch. You gotta pay your own way. Pay yeah. premium.
1: Let's talk about a few of the letters from Deepak Chopra. Yeah, yeah. He, he uses a... tell, them what yeah, they so he tell a him about Yeah, so he tells a story
0: about these two goddesses at the beginning of the book where one's the goddess of affluence, one's the goddess of knowledge. And he he says that the the, the Indian um saying is that if you seek the goddess of knowledge, the goddess of Affluence will be jealous, and she'll throw money at you all your days. And uh, so that's how he sets it up, which I sort of like that. I it's sort of it. I a like metaphor a or parable. And then he goes into the ABCs of affluence. And these are actually pretty pretty cool. A to Z. A to Z, A A to Z in affluence. And these might be worth sharing. Um, this is an old book, be honest, yes. to be honest. It's probably 30 years old. I didn't look when it was first published. But it, ha- it referred to things like the audio tapes
1: <laughs> oh man
0: so you know it's 40 years
1: old <laughs> yes you do probably one of his first books yeah yeah but, so uh, I, I was going through the list and i got to the letter m and i m as in mother and i thought oh my gosh this is so sam it says m stands for making money for others <coughs> and helping others make money helping others make money and helping other people to fulfill their desires is a sure way to ensure you'll make money for yourself as well as more easily fulfill your own dreams. M also stands for motivate. The best way to motivate other people to help you fulfill your goals is to help them fulfill their goals.
0: I think I've really helped a lot of people become millionaires in my life. I can point to I can call out the names. Yeah, but, I don't know. think it's been, I've been on this kind of pity party lately <laughs> about how, you know, I help a lot of people, but I don't have much. I don't have shit to show for it. <laughs> 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 I know that's stupid, but uh, anyway, I'm just I being know. pretty vulnerable. Well, our yeah, audience, that's what we
1: always talk about though. We always talk about this. Is and I and I've been critical of Sam on this. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, stop freaking helping other people. And Deepak would be like, No, you help other people. Oh yes, you must help other people. I just, it's in my nature. I like. There's got to be a balance, though. To me, there's got to be a balance between helping people, but also making sure you take care of yourself.
0: Yeah. I've been a little more assertive lately in my life, but it's pretty late to be be assertive for me. Never. (laughs) Never too late. Never too late. Never too late. There's always, there's always money to be made. And I think it was. What is E? Is he about having enough? E E is. I think E is about having enough, isn't it? I don't know. You are enough. There is
1: enough. E stands for exulting in the success of others.
0: Oh yeah, especially
1: be, your competitors. Right. So be excited about the success of others. So my friend. Um, oh yeah, wait, 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 wait. E also stands for the principle that expectancy determines outcome. So always expect the best, and you'll see that the outcome is spontaneously contained in the expectation. Right.
0: Okay. So I have a friend uh, uh, that just landed a big job. I'm happy. I'm just truly happy for him. Yeah. Truly happy for him. Me neither. <laughs> you know whatever i think the Dude, best jobs I'm i've so ever got today i'm sorry that's fine it's okay to be negative so I'm if so i, so I can muster up enough positivity you can be I negative so, and then we'll have a good like, balanced podcast I so, negative today. <laughs> so um if i can uh, uh hopefully I'll, I'll i'll muster up enough positivity where it'll be enjoyable for our people so but uh, every good gig i've ever had you know like really abundant gig It's because I was kind, because I was abundant, because I helped people, and it was
1: a byproduct of it. So I think that's there's probably a lot to that. I think so. I think there is. I mean, I think, God, it's weird, though. Like, I don't know. I keep thinking about it. Like, being happy for others is hard because that natural jealousy kicks in. So I I, um,
0: read this. I was on YouTube, and I I sent it to my daughter, Hannah. And it was this thing about what's a true friend i can't it's a video about what's a true friend and it said a true friend when you're sad doesn't try to one-up you and say well oh you think you have a bad when i was (laughs) i had a way worse than you a true friend sits with you in your sadness and is okay with that a true friend um is happy when you achieve not jealous and i i sent this to hannah because she's 14 and a lot of her friends I don't know if they're happy for her when she has good things happen to them. She tends to show up for them when they need her. But when she's sad or discouraged, they don't necessarily show up for her. Oh. They don't sit with her in her sadness. They definitely aren't excited when she's successful. And I suggest that she may want to get some new friends.
1: <laughs> yeah, seriously. Because <clears throat> here's my thing is I am usually happy for my friends that have success. But it also is a motivator for me. And I've heard people, some of my friends say to me, like, why, why would that be a motivator for you? You have X, Y, and Z. And it's like, I don't know, because they're right. Like there is something to having enough, but there's also just like, I don't know, it just like gets to me.
0: Well, what I, what I like about the way I think about it is I'm happy for my friends when they, they succeed because if they can succeed, I can succeed. So if they can do it, I can do it. Right. So
1: to me, it's like, yeah, that's awesome that you're doing that. But couldn't that be more depressing, though, too, that they've done it and you could, but you haven't? Yeah. OK. You just bit me in the ass on that one
0: because yeah. I've actually had those exact thoughts. Yeah, because like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm just as smart and I'm just as experienced and this yes, and that. Yes. And then they're, they have more money in the bank than I do.
1: So what's wrong with me? Right. That's what I say. Right. And that's why I always say to be successful, you have to have some form of luck. And maybe this book is the luck. Maybe there's that outside force that I call luck. it's like my law firm, just the stupidest things happen to make it successful that you would, I would have never guessed. And it was luck. Sure wasn't love. No, sure, sure as hell wasn't love. <laughs> love, love is the power of all things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's I just go, threw that out here just for shits go, and giggles. Let's out. go to
0: L. Let's go to L. L. Yes. Yeah, oh yes. Let's see what Deepak says about
1: L. L. stands for love and luxury. Ooh. Love yourself. Love your customers. Love your family. Love everybody. Love the world. There is no power stronger than love. Also, adopt luxury as a lifestyle. Luxury is our natural state. Adopting luxury as a lifestyle sets the preamble, the pre-con- preconditions for the flow of wealth. So, love and luxury. Love. Who love would have and thought luxury. those two go together?
0: You wouldn't. That's why no. Deepak has got a lot of money, you know? Yes. So, interesting. I was talking to Jake um, this last week and I, I said, dude, you make opulent furniture. Mm-hmm. And he said, "What's opulent mean?" I oh said, boy. "Look it up." Yeah. And op- opulence means um, luxury. It yeah. means extreme luxury. I like it. You know. And I said, "So, as you create opulence, you receive opulence. Right. So make sure you don't discount yourself, like we we right. talked oh about before. Gosh, yes. You know." So uh, he's like, "Oh, I like that term,
1: mm-hmm. opulence." Yeah, opulence. <laughs> should, that's what his motto should be. like yes. His slogan. Sorry, slogan. His slogan. Opulence. opulence. He yeah, should whisper. whisper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has to whisper <laughs> Opulence. Like a sexy girl whisper. He's, <laughs> like, he's got to find that sexy girl to whisper. Building opulence. Per, oh, that was
0: actually pretty good. Yeah. Bracken Brothers Wood Products. Building like, opulence. Your only opulence. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, sorry guys. sorry, we just so using for though. fun. Love yeah. and luxury. opulence. I,
1: I, you know honestly, the I was thinking about it, like love your customer. like there's a lot to that. and I think to me when I hear love your customer, it means see it from their point of view. Right right.
0: It's uh, see the good in them, see it from their point of view, have empathy. So um a very wise woman talked to me about something fascinating recently. She said, be quick to observe, be quick to observe, listen and understand. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I freaking love that. Yeah. Be quick to observe, listen and understand. And that's a talent you have. Actually, I see you have that big time with your clients. Cause I've been, I've introduced folks. I've introduced some of my friends to Brian, who unfortunately needed the services and, yeah. and they invited me to sort of be with them in their initial consult, And, and I'm like, I'm like, I was just amazed at how quickly he observed, listened and understood the situation. Like it was a freaky, crazy, crazy. Fact. I
1: always tell, I always tell new attorneys, I tell them the exact same thing, but in two words, shut up. Oh yeah. Totally. Shut up. Just shut up. And
0: this is hard because you, you you have a doctorate of law. I mean, like you've been to undergraduate school. Yeah. You've been four years of, three or four years of law school. You're specializing in it, and all you want to do is just tell people how smart you are, like right. or how big your house is, like I yeah. did when I met first met you. Yeah, they just shut up. Yeah.
1: And if you just be quiet, you just be quiet. I mean, they will tell you what their problem is. They will tell you all the circumstances around their problem, and then when they're ready, they'll ask you how they fix it. Right. And And then you get to talk. And
0: half the time, the answers are in them. Yes. You know, Kim has a favorite saying Mm. that means shut up. Because she would never say shut up. No, never. (laughs) She says this. Zip it, bip it. Zip it, bip it? (laughs) Zip it, bip it. (laughs) Zip it, bip it. (laughs) I'm like, what does that mean? Zip it, bip it. It means like, zip it. Shut it down. Zip it, bip it. Shut your mouth. (laughs) I'm like, okay, that must be a Canadian
1: thing. Don't you know there? Take off, eh? Zip Take it, bip yeah. it, man. Zip it, bip it. <laughs> it's like, no, I don't want to because I'm smart. That's what I think people think. I don't want to shut up because I'm oh, smart. Yeah.
0: I have to prove that I'm. My ego tells you, yes. I have to. I, my ego tells me I have to be the smartest person in the room. Yeah, I have to prove it. Or I have it. to be heard. I have to prove it now. Right now. I have to prove it now. Yeah. So another, per- another person, God, I'm just getting my ass kicked lately. But a <laughs> person says to me, You've been a warrior all your life, Sam you've had to have this edge to you. Have you thought about being retiring from that? Just being a wise, smart dude. Like a general. Yeah, like an old guy that doesn't do combat anymore, but just is, he's battle battle proven and scarred. I'm like,
1: oh shit, I like that. I think I'm going to try that for a while. (laughs) No, I know what your brain did. Your brain was like, Wait, what, what, you think I can be a warrior anymore? Yeah, that's I can a, do both. I can do three things. What else you got? What else you yeah, got? Yeah,
0: yeah. It was a t- total, <laughs> when it was, when that possibility was exposed to me, like when it was just presented to me, I'm like, oh, that's bullshit. That's, that's just right. code for being <laughs> a do wuss. It all. That's, do it all. That's, that's code for being a wuss. And I'm like, oh, but then there's, oh, there is wisdom to that.
1: Value your time. Value your time.
0: Oh, well, what's T awesome. for? Is that T for? Oh, I don't know. That's let's see question. the ABCs of
1: affluence. Oh man, T t is long. Hold on, I want to read this one first instead. Q. Q. Q is to question. To question dogma. Question ideology. Question outside authority. It is only by questioning what people take for granted, what people hold to be true, that we can break through the hypnosis of social conditioning. Ooh.
0: (laughs) I love that, actually. I really believe in that. So this is the idea of... Of being curious. Yes. Socratic Socratic teaching or being curious huh. or yes. positive inquiry. Just, just and,
1: knowing yourself. Just like knowing yourself.
0: Knowing yourself and then knowing others. So part yeah. of this questioning is not just for yourself. Question your own motives, your own paradigms, but also question other people's. Be curious. Absolutely. So instead of wanting to kill somebody or like fight somebody, well, you're pretty passionate about Black Lives Matter. Help me understand Why are you so passionate about it? And if you'll shut up and listen, zip it, bip it, you might understand that what's behind it all is is injustice and years and years and years of injustice, the need for criminal justice reform, um, the need for uh, bias and um, prejudice to be catapulted out of policing. I mean, there's just, if you listen and you understand, and then you find out some of their own personal experiences where they were just completely treated like terribly because of it, then you can say oh i get it oh but what happens is you say stupid things like all lives matter
1: mm-hmm. and then that just pisses people off you, and incites a riot yeah because you want to express what you assume is your knowledge you
0: know yeah you, you're trying to prove a point right. and i'm like no the job here is not to prove a point it's yeah. just the question just to understand to listen mm-hmm. to gain empathy you know you to know, try so to what's
1: wrong with listening what is wrong with listening a lot of people think there's a lot of things wrong well if you just don't And this is both sides of the table is if you don't believe my way, I don't even want to talk to you. I don't even want to hear your side, but it's listening to understand. That's the key, right? There's nothing
0: wrong with listening to understand, listening to criticize, listening to, you know, to, to, to find fault. I don't think that's, I mean, if you're in a debate fine, but if you're just, if you're just being a person listening to understand is pretty important.
1: No, it's, it's essential. If you really want to be successful in this life, I think it's essential. Like you can't not develop that skill and be successful.
0: I think it's one of the biggest levers for creating effluence in your life because people just don't listen. And the and the more people listen, because there's so few among the people that really listen, they'll be they're rewarded for that. Right. And there's just a lot of people that don't give a damn, and they just gotta they gotta get into the conversation. They gotta yeah. speak their mind. I'm no, like, no. you don't have to do that. You can just heaven forbid you learn from someone else's perspective.
1: Yeah, That's what our whole
0: podcast is about, right? It's about creating a conversation,
1: listening to one another, gaining a different perspective. Well, the more questions you ask, sometimes even when you ask questions you don't know the answers to, it will spark something in the other person that will take the business further or take their life further or higher or however you want to look at it because they haven't thought about it. Right. So even by asking a question you don't know the answer to, things change, things evolve, things move forward. We're not doing that as a society. We're failing in that as a society because we don't ask the questions wanting to really listen and also transform who we are as a people, as, as humans. We just want to fight. And we want to fight on both sides of the table. And as soon as everyone gets the fight out of them, I hope everyone sits down and actually listens.
0: Well, here's the thing. When someone has high emotion and they're, they're full of piss and vinegar. If you understand them, if you listen to understand them and truly understand them, what happens to the emotion? It's gone. It reduces. And then there's understanding. Yeah. And, uh, and this is how you learn from one another. Uh huh.
1: Yep. But you have to want to learn.
0: Yeah. I have this saying that I like answers. Don't come without questions and questions. Don't come without effort. Or thought, or thought, you have to you have to put effort into questions, then you'll find the answers. But if you just sit on your ass eating bonbons and make assumptions, you make an ass out of yourself and the other other people around you. Yeah, people want to stay in that bubble. They do. They're afraid of of changing. They, they, it's like they're you know how these terms like yeah you'll take my gun when when you pry it from my cold dead hands. I'm like yes. well what about this? How about we take your locked up mind. And, uh, and you had that same, <laughs> right. you know, heaven forbid you take that same kind of energy that, uh, about that and, and uh, y- you resist change the same way you would resist um, how you'd, you know, the freedom to have, to have a gun or something. And I'm a proponent of the Second Amendment like, like a lot of people. but
1: I, I, so mean, always, so I, I always like those people because this is my next question to them every single time. What are you so scared of? like right. I, I mean, like, I'm not saying you should not have a right to have a gun. I'm fine with that. But what are you scared of? Why do you have to be dead to give up your gun?
0: Oh, that's a really provocative question.
1: Right? Like, why do you have to be dead? Because I've heard people say that to me, too. Why do you have to be dead to give up your gun? It's the same question people always ask about the Jews and Hitler. Why did they stay if they knew what Hitler was doing? It's because they, I think some of them, not all of them, obviously, didn't really want to believe it was happening.
0: Yeah, they believed the narrative. Yeah. Right. Right. And we have a lot of narrative problems right now.
1: Huge narrative problems. I mean, the news is not the news. I mean, that's really sad. I mean,
0: if anybody's listening, could the
1: news just be the news? uh, Could you just be the news people? Well, the problem is, is our tech, this is my personal opinion. Our tech companies control what is seen or not seen.
0: Oh yeah. Now with Facebook getting into the politics. With Google. Google and Facebook and all. It's like, okay. Somehow we'll probably be banned now that we even said that. Well, don't don't try to sell masks before other people sell them because then you're profiting.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. Did you hear what happened to the Federalist uh, website? No. So they allow comments under their articles, right? And Google <clears throat> cut off their Google ads. That's how they fund their website and their news because they said that people were saying untrue things and slanderous things in the comments, which the Federalists had no control over. Right? Heaven forbid you have freedom of speech, right? So they said that violated their policies. Cut them off. Cut them off. That seems unconstitutional. Well, you have Section 230 that protects Google from these types of things, which our Senator Mike Lee supports, and Mike Lee also supports Internet companies being able to know exactly everything we do on the Internet.
0: That's because we live in Silicon Slopes and there's high-tech, real high-tech presence here in this state. Why can't there be a balance? Like, seriously. Well, it's because of lobbyists and special interests. That's I why. know, but
1: why, why you can't, <clears throat> Mike Lee, why can't you get your money to be able to run again but also figure out a balance?
0: Yeah, because he's in the hip pocket of Google.
1: I know. It just pisses me off. Yeah, like, so
0: run for Congress against Mike Lee. No, there's no way. Oh, good. Did you vote yet? Oh, yeah, I voted. So did I. I voted today I'm for Congress. I'm agree. not going to tell you who I, I... I can tell you
1: who I didn't vote for. Oh, yeah. Kaysville Mayor I was, was running for, for Congress. No, she's insane. Yeah, I did not vote for her. Oh, she hears this, too. You're insane. I'm not going to say her by insane. name. insane. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't... I don't... I, no, I you said, said it, I did I said it. I'll but, say it. This is Brian Arnold. Saying wit, you're freaking insane. There Boom. you go. I, I'm not even scared to say it.
0: When you see her at the Probably gym, you're gonna, are you going to tell her that when you see her at Vasa? she have
1: Vasa for real? She goes to Vasa You'll point her out next time. I will. Let's go and talk to her. I'll be like, we should talk she, to her. For real, what is wrong with you? That's what I want to say to her. Like, for, for a politician, you are not. Yeah. She was
0: listed political. first on the ballot. I'm like, how the hell does that happen? She has a W in her last name. Let's ask that her. is so unfair. We should ask her. Oh, she worked with Mitt Romney one time, so now she's going to be, that's how. Oh, we, that's what gosh. got her onto mayor. Don't get me started. Okay, we won't go. But sorry, folks, we're going <laughs> to put a time out on politics. We're going to put a time out on that, because this podcast is about creating affluence. Yeah,
1: man, Brian almost went
0: down, Brian almost went <laughs> cuckoo. He almost went down a rabbit
1: hole. And he's, and he's already in a negative mood. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> Dude, he's, in, so a,
0: it, he's in a negative yes. mood, so. Should, can we change? Can we change the polarity of Brian Arnold, you guys? Can we change no. BA's nee. polarity tonight? No, not today. Not I think today. we can. I think we can, man. I got some uh, essential oils upstairs that can. I got some happiness. <laughs> I got a happiness essential oils upstairs. <laughs> so I can. You can, it's a roll on. You can put it on oh, your you know wrist
1: and be happy and smell it and be happy. Dude, just like some people. I'm just thinking like air wit. Like, I always sometimes wonder if politicians do things just to be in the news. Well, one thing's for certain, with the
0: recent events of the, that I've been seeing in this country, what our politicians are not doing is leading or inspiring anybody to do shit. Because they're scared of the mob. It's the mob mentality. Yeah, it's like, come on, people. Lead. Come on. Can well, you? Really? No you're not going to lead?
1: One, yeah, no one's creating affluence at all.
0: No. it's just They're just trying to be stingy with what they
1: have. Eventually, you're going
0: to get things taken from you. Like, we'll just get taxed to oblivion well and ran it's by your it's by your it's your assumption that you never really own your house even if you pay it
1: off because you have to pay property taxes Man, he is hitting all my hot spots right? yeah. oh i, I like, don't i'm trying to um, make it no, positive it's no it's like it's funny because like it's like my energy is probably taking you there. You're like, is it <laughs> you're like oh brian's pissed let's oh yeah yeah i do hate that you never freaking own your house anybody think about that even if you pay off your house, you still have to pay taxes. You don't pay taxes. The state comes and takes it. So do you ever really own your house? I pay
0: like 400 a month in taxes. I
1: 500 a month. Oh, my gosh. What are we paying taxes for? They're not even doing anything. Well, they didn't, they, our kids didn't go to school. That's what I mean. So,
0: um, Anyway, let's get, a, let's get back into Creating Affluence by Teapot Chopra.
1: I know. There was a good one in here. Oh, well, they're all good, really. All of them are really good. Okay, V. V as in Victor. Victor. V stands for values, truth, integrity, honesty, love, faith, devotion, and beauty. The great Indian poet, oh man, i might not going to say his name right, sorry, Um, says, (laughs) when we feel beauty, we know it as truth. When we feel beauty, we know it as truth. It's interesting. Yeah. Without values, there is confusion and chaos. When values disintegrate, everything disintegrates. Health disintegrates. Poverty attains dominance over affluence. Societies and civilizations crumble. When we pay attention to these values that society has always held sacred, then order emerges out of chaos. And the field of pure potentiality inside us becomes all-powerful, creating anything it desires. Wow.
0: I I listened to uh I was on a I was fortunate enough to hear a speech from Kalani Sataki today. Uh-huh. Who's the head football coach at Brigham Young University. Go Utes. And uh <laughs> who by the way was the defensive coordinator at Utah yeah, for Go Utes. for ten years uh-huh. and he loves the Utes. And anyway, Kalani <laughs> is a little different in his a you know, he has a little different approach and really loved what he had to say today. Um just a really a good man. Um, but one of the he tell he told this story, this is fascinating. He was raised by a single father who mm-hmm. didn't have a lot of money, right? And he and his brother would have to um, go help him occasionally clean buildings after hours. And he tells this story where they go to the, they show up at this building and um, the place is ransacked. man. It's just crapped out and, and, and uh, uh, Kalani's like really mad because they have to work harder, <laughs> Yeah, you know? He's like, dad, what, what's going on here? What happened here? And he said, son, um, the the work environment was such that this company had to lay off a lot of people, and a lot of people were very upset. So they this was what they did. And he and his dad says, I know these people, and they're good people, and what they did sucked. But let's just clean up, uh, right? Uh-huh. And as they were leaving, as they were leaving, and they did, they cleaned the whole place up and looked good at the end. And as they were leaving, um, Kalani just went to his father and he said, like he was still mad about it. And he's like, dad, I mean, like, it just doesn't make sense. And, and his dad said, um, you see these keys, son? You know, all these people that were laid off? He goes, I was one of them. Oh. And he set his keys in and they walked out and they locked the door and he said, you know, delivered his keys to whatever. Oh. And I'm like, that is a man that lives by values. Uh, Kalani's father had values and high character. And he showed that to his sons in his behavior. And you know what? Guess what they have? values and integrity and character, right? So you can't, you can't teach character without modeling it. You can't have values without modeling the values. Integrity is something to, to, to learn how to do it. You need to see it modeled the environment that I grew up in. Very few people had integrity. I didn't see it modeled in my home at all. I didn't see character, high character modeled. I didn't see values modeled. What I saw, the values I saw modeled were, uh, Values of getting money without work values of um, doing drugs when you wanted to when you had coping mechanisms Like the values were all they're all wacko And the the character was not defined and people didn't live with character and it took me a while To figure out that I could live with character even though I came from that kind of culture that I could have values That's why I'm so big on mission vision values living with character living with integrity
1: having character and all that stuff You know, that reminds me of when I was 12. My dad was a city attorney. And there were some things I felt like were very unfair done to him, and so he ended up resigning. And I remember going to his office with him for the last time, and I was fired up on the inside. I was pissed, like, that my dad was losing this job, being forced to resign because some bad things had happened, and people took advantage of him, and... um. I remember picking up all the pencils and pens I could find. And I was like, I know my dad won't let me throw them or wreck them in his office as we're leaving for the last time. So as a 12-year-old, I made sure I was the last one out. As I walked out, I chucked them all behind me all over the ground. I was pissed. I wanted to send a message. We got out to the car, and he's like, And his friend was with us too that still worked at the city. And he's like, Brian, what's wrong? And I said, yeah, dad, I, um, I threw all your pens and pencils all over the ground. I was the last one out. And he looked at me he's like, I know. And he says to his friend, Hey, will you just make sure you pick those up before anybody sees it? And at that moment I learned that me having all that rage inside of me and doing that accomplished nothing, nothing. And it was a hard lesson learned because I wanted to feel validated in my rage and I wasn't. And I know it's a very small scale, but it's just like as a 12-year-old boy meant everything.
0: Well, anger is an emotion that happens when something happens you don't think it should have happened. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So we indulge. I use the word indulge. We indulge in anger when we say to ourselves, that shouldn't happen.
1: But also, just a plug in there on something too i've learned in this through emily because she's read tons of books on raising little boys right and boys express sadness through anger right well if he's sad they don't if you don't deal with anger
0: it turns to sadness and depression so unresolved anger makes boys young men depressed this is why you have and then it turns to violence and crazy other stuff so anger can come out in all sorts of ways but it's the indulgence in it that fosters it. So yes. just as love, if you love people, it creates capacity to, more, to love people more, it increases your propensity to love. Anger does the same thing. The more angry you have, the less control you have over your faculties, the more you're active lash out and violence. And they work directly opposite of one another. They're
1: polar to one another. Um, don't, don't you find that though, even as an, because uh, I find this in myself, like when I find myself super angry. It's really based in something caused me to be sad first. And it's almost like that emotion as a man we're not allowed to have. And so we quickly go to anger to control the sadness.
0: Right. To to get to make sense or balance out the sadness, maybe. Or just get rid of it. Right, right. So the first twenty years of my marriage, you know what Kim's nickname was for me? I'm not proud to say
1: this. Doctor Sadness?
0: No. It was the Hulk. Yeah. Because I was a rage oh, machine. Right. I was a rage comment. machine. I was a complete rage machine. And I got to the point where I'm like, you can't call me the Hulk anymore. Like, I, I got to get over that. I can't rage. I cannot rage in fury and anger anymore because all I do is hurt people and hurt things. So that doesn't mean I don't get angry anymore. It just means I try not to rage.
1: Well, I just anger. try to
0: think every time I'm angry, if I'm really angry or if
1: I'm really sad about something.
0: Yeah. So for me, if I think something shouldn't have happened and it happened, what I say is that I just take I talk myself through it now, so I try not to indulge in anger, hmm. and that's what that's how I do it. But it doesn't it doesn't work all the time.
1: No,
0: sometimes you just pissed off. Yeah, it really happens in traffic when God I'm Jesus driving Christ, my car. Yes, and that's true. Someone starts flipping me off or honking at me or whatever. I'm like, listen, man, I'll pull that car over. I'll whoop yeah. your ass right here. <laughs> and then I go into the warrior thing. I'm like, oh no, I need to be wise <laughs> old sage, not warrior freaking nature, or yeah, not Mister Guy that pulls out yeah. a gun and shoots you like it's stupid
1: yeah you know what i do now when people rage on me when i'm driving call the cops on them tell them like there's a dui driver in front of me they keep swerving and you,
0: and you give them their uh thing number yeah so them my place. i have this friend man wade thomas he gave me the he gave me the ultimate thing to do someone that's a road rager this is the funniest <laughs> shit i've ever heard in his car whatever he's driving he has a full can of mace in the in this area right here okay we're in the driver's side right right so what happens is when people road road raid, he does this on purpose he he invites them to rage more wow then it eventually comes to a pullover yes and then he he lets the guy park behind him and then he rolls his window down and the guy comes and he like gets in his face and starts screaming at him in the in the window he grabs the mace and he just goes And then he rolls the
1: window up and takes off. No, my but <laughs> oh my god. He is god. way more daring than I would be.
0: I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the funniest shit I've ever seen. What just jacks gotten, him, though? Mace in the face, and they get so disoriented, he just, he's he's gone before they ever catch him. What if they have a gun?
1: Yeah, then he's screwed. That's why you just call the cops on him. Hey, there's a guy. I be like your scurry. idea better. It's more passive aggressive. It, like, it looks like he has a beer bottle in his hand. I want to pull him over. Yeah. That's then then setting him up for another hour to get home.
0: But um, that's a very clever thing to do, calling the cops on somebody.
1: I like that. Yeah. So now, But now the funny part about it is, is every time somebody does something to me on the road with my kids in the car, they're like, Dad, you going to call the cops on him? <laughs> dad, 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 are you calling the cops? I can see his license, but you're calling the cops. Hurry, Dad, Dad, Dad. I'm like, no, no, not in this one. He's not raging too bad. Don't rage on me on the road guys. So what are you doing to teach your children oh, to create affluence? I'm trying to just open their minds. Like just first step for me is I want them to critically think, Oh, that's good. Critically thinking is I, good. That's why I taught them about Kent state. That's why I teach them about these social issues. This is, I say, well, how's that feel to you with what do, what do you think? Take me through your thought process. Okay. Let me add another fact. Does that change your thought process? Okay, let me add another one. Right. Does that change your mind? Right. You're so that they constantly have to critically think from all angles. Yeah. You're teaching them to be little good lawyers. Teach them to be good humans, hopefully.
0: Yeah, yeah good humans. That's a much better. I was just like, thing.
1: they're gonna run into people that don't think the way they do. And I want them to be able to critically walk through it. And and be comfortable that they don't have the same point of view or agree on something with somebody, but they can understand why they don't and get over it. Right. You know, because if it's not like, if it's not a life and death situation, you can get over it and still have a different point of view. And that's okay. Yeah. Different point of views are good. They are. They are. There's like that's my how you neighbor, neighbor wants pickleball court. I don't, but that doesn't mean they're, like, stupid or something. You know no, I mean? no, like no. It's, it's, it's pretty just, cool, actually. I just think it's good. It's a good. simple thing. like, But some people, even with simple things, are like, oh, that's such a waste. I would never do that. It's like, dude, it's not even your house. There's criticism everywhere. There's no critical thinking. And our society lacks that badly. Right. So it's just that's what I try to do to get my kids. And then as they get a little bit older, I'll start them out with think and grow rich. Where mm-hmm. they kind of learn some stories, right? Because our human history has always been told through stories. Right. Somehow our minds think that way more naturally than anything else. And then I start hitting them with the other stuff.
0: So you know what I hit my kids with about this affluence thing? What I say? How do you feel like on your birthday when you get the ad- absolutely most killer present on the planet Earth? And they say I feel I feel great. I said so w- when you receive a really cool gift, you feel good, right? Mm. They said, yeah. And I said, well, do you control what gifts you receive? They said, no. I said, tell me how you feel when you give a gift. Yes. They said, well, I see. I feel pretty much the same way when it's really thought out and heartfelt. And I said, yes. Do you control giving gifts? They said, yes. And I said, so you control your happiness by what you give. Yes. And um, I think... They're all pretty abundant, those guys and Miss mm-hmm. Hannah. I think my kids are pretty abundant. They understand that it's good to receive, right? But it's better to give because the feeling's the same. Mm-hmm. And one you have control over and one you don't. I hate getting gifts. I hate getting
1: I that. know you do. That's why I give you gifts for that yeah, very but, reason. But Deepak talks about that you should be grateful, a grateful gift receiver. Right,
0: right. And I'm horrible at that. Yeah. So you, not only do you need to be luxurious, you need to live in luxury. You need to accept and receive luxurious things and gifts. That might be the only thing. Uh, you disagree. need to receive opulence and give opulence. I, I That's what he says. That. Give and receive it. Give and receive it. So I think we're about out oh, of time. It, this uh, Creating Affluence podcast uh, went very rapidly.
1: Yeah, it did. Very I read the book. Deepak has a promise in there that if you, you read it all the way through, it'll take you about an hour, and then every day you try to incorporate, like, or just read five minutes or listen to it for five minutes he says the money comes the affluence comes yep. your subconscious will work for you it will okay. attract your conscious will attract other things right that bring it to you and that's what I'm counting on you and me both brother read Deepak guys just read it read the Deepak be a critical thinker ask questions nobody's right
0: if wrong nobody's
1: right if everyone's wrong young
0: speak in their minds are getting so much resistance from behind time we stop hey what's that sound everybody look what's going